Hard Feelings by Mark Coggins is a bang bang thrill ride, says best-selling author Seth Harwood, who adds that the lead character of Winnie is a female Jack Reacher. Find it in ebook or trade paperback wherever books are sold. In this podcast, it's read by author Mark Coggins. Learn more about Mark and his other novels at markcoggins.com. Chapter 8. Reardon. I pushed my plate aside and stood, looking at Ray to avoid blowing my top at Winnie. What are you looking at me for? he asked. I wasn't the one questioning your uh, grasp of the situation. No, you weren't. Nor were you the one who advocated torturing people to death. Not to death said Winnie, who had picked up the paper from where she'd thrown it and was now, in a gesture that conveyed the slightest bit of contrition, folding it neatly into quarters. Just until they talked. And what do we do with them then? Buy them a bus ticket home? She opened her mouth to respond, but I cut her off. Don't answer that. You say we need information. Okay, we need information. But we're going to get it my way. There's no one to get it from. They're long gone. No, they're not. They're not leaving until they find the other two, which won't be for a while. What other two? asked Ray. I brought my hand up to massage my temples, avoiding his gaze. Fine, he said. I'll just occupy myself washing up and avoid an indictment for conspiracy to kidnap or murder or God knows what. He stacked the plates from the table and carried them to the sink. So how are you going to find them? asked Winnie. I hadn't a clue. I've got my ways, I said to her, but it's going to take some planning. She snorted and dropped the paper onto the couch. Right. While you exercise your big brain on that assignment, I'm going to get a more traditional workout at your posh home fitness center and then clean up. Is it foolish to hope your shower isn't completely encrusted with mold, like Ray's? I heard that, called Ray over his shoulder. Good, you were meant to. The shower's fine, I said. I want to talk some things over with Ray, but I'll walk you back to my place first. Worried those guys are still outside? I shrugged. Not really, but it would make finding them a lot easier. I told Ray I'd be back shortly and made Winnie wait by the door while I slipped out to make a quick patrol of the area, holding the Luger in a tight grip at my side the whole time. The only thing I found was one of the semi-feral cats that infested the complex, gnawing on the tail of a lizard. I couldn't tell whether the remainder of the lizard had made its escape or was in the belly of the beast. I fetched Winnie and we detoured by the visitor's lot to collect a roller bag from her car before taking the now well-beaten path back to my place. I unlocked the trunk of the galaxy when we arrived and retrieved a 9mm automatic from the duffel we had liberated from the van. I set the gun on the table next to the weights, then watched as Winnie proceeded to load up the bench press with nearly as many plates as I used. 
Now who needs a spotter, I said. Not me, said Winnie. This is just to warm up. Anyway, it looks like you're leaving Mr. Glock there to keep me company. Yeah, I think we both need to carry from now on. I've got a shoulder rig we can fit you with later. She smiled as she settled herself beneath the bar. Thanks, old man. I appreciate the concern. But I've gone up against these guys more times than you have. I'm 5-0 and on my own. Not to mention that I'm not very good with handguns. The shotgun would have been more my speed. That's a little showy for my front porch. Be careful, both with the weights and the bad guys. I'll be back in a few. Ciao, she said, and snatched the bar off the uprights. Trundling back to Ray's, I couldn't help but wonder, once again, what the hell I'd gotten myself into. There was no disputing that Winnie and I were in danger. The part that was less obvious was the appropriate response. Going after the winemaker with guns blazing didn't seem like the brightest idea, especially given what Winnie had said about his intentions for the technology. And then there was the Generalissima herself. I wasn't used to a woman being more macho than me, and I certainly wasn't used to thinking of myself as the level-headed one. When I got back to Ray's trailer, I found him on the stoop, painting a foul-smelling lacquer on the stick-and-tissue-paper wings of another model airplane. Jesus, I said. How can you breathe that stuff? You gotta be bumping off a million brain cells a minute. He made a careful pass over a seam on one of the wingtips and looked up at me. I still have enough brain cells left to know you shouldn't be involved with that girl. Did you hear me talking to myself on the way over? I agree, but I don't think I have a choice. You always have a choice. He set the brush down on the edge of the stoop and then secured the wing to a wooden stand I'd seen him use before. Hope you were doing her at least. No, I'm not doing her. It's not that kind of deal. What kind of deal is it? I cleared my throat. <clears throat> I'm not sure exactly. We're like two people in a life raft trying to fight off a shark. We didn't ask to be in the raft together, and we didn't ask for the shark. But we have to make the best of the situation and protect ourselves. Well, that certainly clears things up. Ray made a face as he screwed on the lid to the lacquer jar. Phew! You're right about the fumes. I need to start paying the neighbor kid to do this. You wouldn't trust him to do it right. Probably not. Now, what did you want to talk about? And it better not involve anything illegal. I wanted to ask about something you told the Cal Ed guys last night, I said, making little quote marks in the air as I pronounced the name of the power company. Shoot! You said you could change the frequency of your remote controller. Can you do that for Winnie instead? Change the frequency she transmits on so they can't track her? That's right. He shook his head. Have to be a surgeon to do that. It's not just a matter of changing the transceiver box. You'd also have to change the implants in her neck. Nuts. But I could stop the signal from being detected. How? It's called RF shielding. You use a barrier made of conductive or magnetic materials to block the radio waves from getting out. Wouldn't that also prevent the signal from being relayed to and from the transceiver? 
As long as a transceiver and implants are all under the shield, everything will work fine. The system will be closed and isolated. I rubbed my knuckles over the stubble on my jawline. It didn't sound very comfortable. Does that mean she'll have to go around in some kind of giant soup can? Ray laughed. Yeah, she'll be like Joan of Arc in a suit of white iron, and you'll be her trusty but dim-witted squire. Very funny. I take it there's an alternative. Yeah, there's a fabric with a layer of conductive material made of nickel, silver, and copper. It's flexible enough to wear under a turtleneck or something similar, and no one would be the wiser. Swell. Where do we get some? Ray held his hands out and bowed his head as if to acknowledge applause. Uncle Ray comes to the rescue again. I've got a whole bolt of it in the lab. Swiped it from McDonnell Douglas before I retired. I reached over and gave him an affectionate thump on the shoulder, surprised at how bony his arm felt under the t-shirt. Tremendous. When can I bring Joan of Arc by for her chainmail shirt? Ray's eyes got a faraway look to them and he brought his fingers up to comb through his beard. What? He said finally. I said, when can I bring Winnie over for a fitting? Anytime, and I'll go you one better. I don't think she'd be interested in pants. Not pants, you idiot. A decoy. How useful would it be to have a dummy box that transmitted on the same signal? I considered the idea for a moment. And for the very first time, I had the vaguest notion of how to ensnare the ersatz utility employees. Very useful, I said. In fact, I'll take two. You have been listening to no Hard Feelings, a finalist for the Forward Reviews Book of the Year Award. Find it in ebook or trade paperback wherever books are sold. In this podcast, it's read by author Mark Coggins. Learn more about Mark and his other novels at markcoggins.com. Mm-hmm.